right, all right. Day 150. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come through it to see to it. Uh, see through it and to see God. <laughs> Not to it to primarily look at it and see. Y'all know what I it said. is. You already know what it is, man. We, we, we uh, what, 500 and some days in, man. Still going. I think it's getting close to six. We're getting close. I don't think we're there yet, but we're getting, okay. we're getting really close. Um, so, so good. Texas has been great. Mm. You know, we left off, right, in 2 Kings, 2 Kings 25. And it's amazing because, again, the Bible, like a lot of the books happen at the same time. Right. So we right, can't right. do a strict chronological without jumping around a ton. So it's a modified chronological, right? And so today, bro, we start in First Chronicles. Now, I want to say this. I used to always skip First Chronicles. Right. But it's actually kind of fire when you really, when you make it through the... Because there was... When you when you really understand what's going on, right? Which you want to help people understand, it's actually really good, and it's actually a a really like robust picture of God and what He's trying to do in history, presented in this book. And there are gems in the genealogies. Gems in the genealogies, like every other genealogy. I would say. Now, it's interesting about this, bro. What you want to go? No, no. I was gonna say, talk to us a little bit about this book's placement, bro. Right. So I think. In the Bibles that we have now, this book is placed right at the first kid. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to. Keith, tell us where was this book? They don't even know who Jake is. Originally placed. Yeah. Bro, so this book, so so the Old Testament is also called the Tanakh, mm-hmm. right? By Israelites and Jews, and they became Jews. And it's the Torah, verse five, the Nevaim, which is the um, prophets, mm-hmm. and then the Katubim, which is the writings. Mm-hmm. And the writings, Primarily wisdom literature poets. But the last book of the writings mm. is Chronicles. Oh. And it chronicles the history of Israel. And it has a ton of genealogies. Mm. So that's when you turn to the New Testament. And Matthew. The first book in the New Testament. Matthew starts off with. Matthew. A genealogy. A, a genealogy. He's saying, no, no. Matthew's like, no, 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 no. This thing is still going. Mm. And this person that comes, Jesus Christ, is going to right. uh, fulfill. Mm. I think N.C. Wright says, um. The uh, Old Testament is a story in search of a conclusion. Mm. This book was usually placed at the end to show that, no, 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 like it's not over. Mm. God is still working in his people. That's dope. Even after the exile. All right. So First Chronicles um, used to be one book with two Chronicles. But again, it's written for this community that has come out of exile, right? Yeah. They came out of the Babylon exile or Assyrian exile, Babylonian exile, captivated by Persia, and they come back to their land. Right. So this book is written... For the, for the post-exile community. And he's like, fam, I want y'all to know y'all history. Right. I want y'all to know what God was doing before and what he's doing now. That's why he's going to focus on these gene- genealogies first. But he's also going to say, hey, no, 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 I'm going to focus on David and the temple. Why? Because y'all need to rebuild the temple. Right. <laughs> and you need to know that you have hope about this Messiah coming right. from the line of David. And God has not forgot about those hmm. promises. So chapter one, he starts off with the genealogies. All you need to remember for this book, worship, kingship, and law. Mm. Worship, kingship, law. Worship, kingship, law. That was, their pri- that was their primary concerns, right? So every chapter you're in, all you got to do is think about those things and you'll see. Yep. Yeah, you'll be able to make sense of it. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That we get these stories about the past to provide hope for the future. Absolutely. Right? That, you know, you, you see not just the coming Messiah, mm. but you see the hope of a new temple yep right yep. that what we find here is yo the first word here is 
Adam. Absolutely. And so it's going to walk us through the storyline of the Bible. Mm. But the genealogies, it's it's interesting when it comes to the storyline of the Old Testament because it's going to emphasize two lineages. Mm. The king mm-hmm. and the priest. And the priest, absolutely. Yep. So, so yeah, so the, the, the reason that he emphasizes the king is because kingship was their concern. Like, yo, has God abandoned his promises to David? Right. Absolutely not. Nah. The temple. Like, what about the temple that was the center of our community? Oh, no, no, I'm going to tell you about the priests and how they still exist and their line is still here. No, no, no. Solomon. He's going to spend time on Solomon, right? He builds the temple, right? All this stuff. So, chapter one, he goes, like you said, from Adam, makes his way to Noah, makes his way to Abraham, Shemham, Japheth, Abraham. Uh, and then to Isaac. Now he's going to start from the very beginning, but he narrows the line, right? Mm. He narrows and shows that no, no, no. God made promises right. to Abraham, right? And he fulfilled those promises in Isaac and from his child Jacob and the twelve tribes. I love it because his main point, bro, is that history is theological mm. and theology is historical, meaning. Mm. That God, theology is historical, meaning God actually worked in space, time, history. We right. can trace it back, <laughs> right? Then, uh, what I say? History is theological. History is theological, meaning God is the main one acting, right? Right. And his, if you, if our interpretation of history as believers yeah. is to see and look what God has done from the very beginning of time with Adam, right, all the way up until today Amen. in this community, He's saying the same thing here. So He's subtle. You got to be careful when you're reading these bad boys. Um, so like in two, for example, he talks about Jacob, but then he goes straight to Judah, Yeah. <laughs> but Judah is one of the youngest sons, right. right? So he doesn't even, right. He's not really going to order. He's trying to make a point show Judah receives this promise from his pops. Genesis 49 says, yo, the scepter and not depart from Judah. You will rule. So you see that, but also fam, you see in Judah's lineage, right. the Canaanites that they mm. married and they weren't supposed to. Mm. Right. And so you see in a few lines, the consequences of sin and the astounding grace of God. Mm. God doesn't bypass imperfect people to bring his promises about. Yeah. He uses them. Mm. And so what he does, bro, he uses <laughs> Judah <laughs> of all people to bring about David, right? right? Who is the seventh son uh, in his genealogy. Bro, that's such well. an important lesson because I do think it's a, uh, those things can be said explicitly mm. and it's like, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's clear. I believe that it's true. But yeah. when you put those things in the context of names and stories that's and good. lives that's and good. families, they become real. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is not a theory. Yeah. God actually did that. Absolutely. Names here yeah. tell stories, mm. right? And the chronicler, bro, he's smooth and he's slick with it. Um, so he talks about David, right? Mm-hmm. And he's the seventh son. Seven, he's showing this ideal number. Remember, he's going to show David as this ideal king. Right. So, I, so all of David's bad stuff, you ain't going to see it. That was for Samuel. You can go read that if you want to. You can go read second. He knows. Like, no, nah, you right. can go read first second Samuel if you really yeah. want to know, you know the crazy right. stuff he was on. But um, here he's, he's seen as this ideal king. He goes to Bezalel, right? Uh, Bezalel is important right not just he's not just doing history he's doing theology bezalel was one of the people who helped construct the tabernacle right right right, right. so worship 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 is one of his primary concerns god's intention bro is always for his people to worship him um based on him right god exercising his reign through a king that would attract the nations to himself amen first chronicles 3 singles out the lineage of david and we have to remember that God made this promise to David 
in 2 Samuel 7, it will be repeated in 1 Chronicles 17, that he would build him a dynasty, right? right? That he would build a lineage of kings. And Chronicles is going to show that David, again, not or he is the ideal king. So you're not going to hear about Bathsheba, right? But you'll see that, um, you know, basically he gets the line down to Solomon. Then it goes back to Judah. And again, all he's trying to show is that the Lord was working in history, singling out specific individuals right. to bring about his specific purposes. Amen. And I love it too, bro, because, um, you know, the Lord made this promise to David. And we saw it in First Second Kings where um, the northern tribes, yeah. the kings jumped from house and family to family, right? right? It was with Ahab. It was with this one. It was with that one. But the southern kingdom stayed with one house right. the entire mm. time That's right good. and it stayed longer yep. <laughs> because the lord was serious about his promise um that he made to david mm. amen so good uh you know the long suffering bro uh faithfulness of god uh always is contrasted with the you know wickedness and rebellion of his people and it's amazing bro in chapter three you know what he does he says, this is David's descendants before the exile. Mm. Then he says, hey, no, no, no. After the exile, fam. I, I'm still keeping track of them. So so this is what this is what people miss. And this is why, like, really thinking hard about these things is so beautiful. Exile in the Old Testament is associated with death. Mm. It is being removed from the presence and life-giving presence of God. Right, right, right. So what you have here is David's line not stopping at death, but going through oh, death. Oh, come on. It goes come through on. death. Hey. So you see, when the Lord Jesus comes, he says, no, 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 no. I, I came to hey. die, I came to <laughs> die and rise from the dead. Uh, he wasn't good. saying something that was just made up off top of his head. That's this was good. something in the Old Testament. That's good, You got to read it that's closely good. and that's carefully, good. bro, that the Lord, this same God who anointed and started the kingship with David, is the same one that was keeping that that's what I'm line saying. Bro, alive. I would shout louder if my <laughs> wisdom teeth were still in and my jaws weren't killing <laughs> bro, me. Jesus does this exact same thing. Amen. Our history culminates in him. Um, man, it's just so much uh, in here. It's so crazy. But I think what chapter four is going to say, like the first three chapters, is that um, part of Israel's identity yeah. is knowing their history. Mm. And you said something so good, bro. Like, the people are back in the land. Right. And the best thing for them to know is who they are, right? where they come from. Mm -hmm. For them to ever realize where they're going. Yeah. And that's the same truth we need to cling to. This is why we work through the Old Testament. Right. We need to know where we come from. We need to know what the Lord was doing and what the Lord would have for us now. Yeah. And we do that sometimes by looking back. Amen. And that's what he's telling them here. Yeah. All right, let's pray. Father, I pray that you would help us not to fear looking backwards, but that we would enjoy it, that we would be reminded that. Lord, that's where we're going to find the trail of breadcrumbs that we chase when our soul feels like it's faint, starved. I pray you would fill us up. 